the only two major measurements that we made where there was a consistent effect across all subject was the average speed they travelled, which was slower, and their, uh, their tracking ability, their ability to stay within the lanes. Obviously, you can measure um, the simulator is set up to measure how accurately people stay in the lane that they're in and drive as accurately as normally as they can. And the more they weave about in that lane, um, this is a me measure of the effect of cannabis on their, what we call their psychomotor performance. And cannabis has a significant effect on that. That was a consistent effect across all subjects. The tracking test shows cannabis does affect hand-eye coordination. A simulator test measures the more complex decision-making processes involved in driving. The computer records all this data 60 times a second and turns it into a graph for analysis. Here, it took the participant 1.3 seconds to react by breaking in response to the programmed event. The conclusions here, generally speaking, were there were some instances of differences in behaviour of the various measures being used, which suggests that the higher the dose of cannabis, the more cautious perhaps they're going to be as a driver. More cautious on the one hand, but on the other hand, they can't react as quickly. So anything sudden that happens, or if it's any um, control skills that are needed fairly urgently, then they have more difficulty. So, overall, alcohol makes you more confident. Cannabis, it seems, makes you more cautious but not necessarily a safer driver. So how reliable are these conclusions? And if they're reliable, how relevant are they to what happens in the real world? We've conducted a lot of trials over the years now using the driving simulator. And an important element of that has been to validate the test tool itself. Now we've done that in a variety of ways. Mostly we focus on speed choice, um, distances from other vehicles and lane position and we've observed those in the driving simulator and out there in real life. Now those results have shown two things. Firstly that the driving simulator produces results which are very close to real life however they are different and most importantly they're systematically different to those which you observe in real life. So we don't just get more variation we tend to get for example with speed people will drive slightly quicker in the simulator than they will on the real road, particularly in motorway environments. However, it's systematic, that, that means it's repeatable and it's always in the same direction. Now when we know that, basically we can take the sort of data which we get from a simulator and scale it and make our predictions about what's going to happen out there in the real world. The testing techniques, the tracking task and the driving simulator proved to be valid and reliable measures of performance. What's been less successful is the premise that participants who regularly smoke cannabis can be given different doses of the drug, or none at all, and not notice a difference in the effect. It's probably impossible to, in any sort of trial when something as strong as alcohol or cannabis is having an effect on you, not to know whether it's a, a placebo or not. But I don't think in any sort of experimental situation we could have actually done better than we've done. Even in a carefully designed experiment such as this, there are some factors you simply cannot control. In this case, it's the fact that the participants know how it feels to take the drug.